Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I was lucky enough to jump on the How Good Sport podcast the other day with the great Tommy Stewart, one of my best mates for a very long time, throwing his hat in the ring in the social media content rugby league ring. A uh, guy that I respect his opinion when it comes to rugby league and sports in general and have respected his opinion for a very long time. Uh, we've played some footy together, we've played a lot of touch and tag together, we've taken on a few Melbourne Cups together, uh, we've done it all T. Stewart, a massive Sydney Roosters fan and today we went through and had a chat about the Sydney Roosters and how they're looking heading into season 2024. Make sure you go and follow How Good Sport on all your social medias, podcast there as well and I believe uh, coming to YouTube as well. So make sure you go check out How Good Sport. You can find his links and stuff on some of my social media stories over the next 24 hours or so. I hand it over now to the great Tommy Stewart from How Good Sport to take us through a little Sydney Roosters preview. Hello and welcome to the How Good Sport podcast. Thank you for joining me. Today I've got the pleasure of being in the CBA Centre of Excellence with the Guru. Thanks for having me, Legend. No, thanks for coming in, mate. Uh, cool to see what you're doing. We've been mates for a long time and uh, I'm glad to see one of my mates jumping on board the uh, social media train. It's unreal. Yeah, it's a bit of a ride, but it's um, it's fun to be doing. It's a fucking ride, I'll tell you that much. It's pretty surreal to be in this studio with you. We did a podcast five years ago in my living room on a little 50-cent piece recorder. I forgot and, about and t- that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you were actually on the podcast train before I was. Mm. Yeah, I forgot about that. How you've progressed and, and what you've t- what you've taken with it. So it's, it's awesome to see, mate. We might have to dig up that tape. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I'd know where it is. to know what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> it was just absolute dribble for half an hour, but it was good fun. Oh, Christ, that's good. I completely forgot about that. That's unreal. Yeah, no, it's, it's good to be here with you. So today we're going to roll with a bit of a, a Roosters preview. Before we jump into that, I know you had a big weekend with all the draft stuff going on, but mm. what did you think of the trials and who was a standout for you? 
Yeah, I I obviously did have a large weekend to say the <laughs> least, um, and I probably didn't get to watch as many trials live as I would have liked. But I've caught up on all of them, uh, mate. I, I think this kid from South Sydney, Jai Gray. Yeah, I love that little fucker. I think he's great. I am the first bloke to rule guys out because they're too small. But I just think this kid's got enough talent to make it. I I, I think there's something about him. Uh, Roosters, your side, um, you sort of played your full strength side. So I thought White probably stood out yep. of all the guys I didn't expect. Um, but I, I thought Billy Smith and Tupu were unreal. Oh, I think Billy Smith's in for a big year. Yeah, I'm a big Billy Smith fan myself. Yeah. I, I thought it was obviously interesting now that Dom Young's out. It kind of solves that puzzle. But I thought Smith and Sawelli, you both had their moments. It kind of um, – yeah. Yeah, put forward their case to why they should be the left centre, but it kind of makes Robbo's job a little bit easier, unfortunately, for Young. But I love Billy Smith's physicality. That's one thing I love most about him. In saying that, I think Billy Smith had it wrapped up. Mm. I, I'm very confident in saying he had left centre wrapped up anyway. So, um, you know, when he re-signed for three years the other day, geez, that's a good whack re-signing yeah. <laughs> for a guy that's been injured like he has. Um, I know, obviously, um, you know, my brother Josh in the system and whatnot and – Every year, Trent Robinson does a speech to all the juniors and he pretty much just says to them, if you're like Billy Smith, we'll take care of you. If you're committed to this club and you tick all the right boxes, no matter what happens with you, we'll stand by you. Um, so Robbo, mate, he uses Billy Smith as his idol yeah. over there. So, yeah, very excited for Billy Smith. I drafted Daniel Tupu, so very keen to see how he goes this year. <laughs> very excited about him. Any other roosters you've drafted? Yep, Sia Wong in no shock to fucking anyone. <laughs> um, a little bit nervous about that. We spoke a little bit pre-show about that. I'm a little bit nervous whether Sia Wong's in the side straight away, mm. but, mate, I just think long-term he has to be there. Yeah. Has absolutely. to. He, he could uh, – I reckon he could go down as – I shouldn't say go down as – I reckon he could be one of the best forwards in rugby league very quickly. Yeah, I mean, we saw the impact he had for a young bloke leading into the finals and in the yep. final series it was – Huge in that Sharks game and he, he had some big moments in the Melbourne game as well. I've said it on a number of occasions and it probably seems a little bit hyperbolic at the moment, but I think it's going to age really well. I think he's the closest thing we've seen to Sonny Bill yep. since yeah. Sonny Bill. Absolutely. Not saying he'll reach the same heights because that's astronomical, but the way he moves, his offload, the body shape, he's just got it all. Yeah. One of your favourite TBAs as well. By far and away. <laughs> I, uh, I'll tell you when Sia Wong really won me over. Um, Josh was playing for Bondi United a couple of years ago and they won the um, 18s cop, comp over at um, Blackheart Oval. And uh, in the change rooms after, Josh sent me a video of like their celebrations. Anyway, I'm watching the celebrations and there's this one kid in the middle going fucking nuts. He's got his shirt off and he's he's the biggest human I've ever seen. And like around 18-year-olds, I'm going, like I said to Josh, I go, mate, who's the lunatic in the middle? He's huge. And he goes, let's see a Wong. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing there? And he's like, no, he just came to support and wanted to celebrate with us. And then I looked closer. He was in a pair of jeans with his shirt off throwing Gatorade everywhere to celebrate <laughs> with him. I thought, how good is that? That's awesome. For Roosters back rower to be jumping in with the Bondi United 18, <laughs> celebrating with them all time. Yeah. Have you ever seen that video? I've overshot it to you. Uh, My old man starts dancing in it. I was there that night to watch reserve grade. Um, oh, were you? George Burgess was playing for the Dragons. He was straight after. Game, straight yeah, after. Right. So I, I, I didn't know you were there that Yeah, night. I ran into your old man after they won. I didn't realise they were playing before. Oh, so right. <laughs> But I didn't see all the, the bullshit. That oh, was mate, there's a cracking thing. video of like as they're celebrating. It was my dad's fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> so he starts dancing and he moves like me. So it was quite quite entertaining to watch. 
I was lucky enough to be at your wedding and see your dad in fine form last year. Oh, mate, sure. you've seen the best and the worst of my dad. <laughs> oh, old Malcolm X, he doesn't miss. Um, but if we jump into the Roosters preview, firstly, apparently you are a Roosters supporter. Yeah, apparently, mate. Uh, the Goo Roosters. Um, I've worn that. I've actually just stopped fighting back on it now. I don't care anymore. Bring it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I, whether I am or not, will never know. Uh, you might know the true story, but um, we'll leave that there. Uh, but, yeah, I think I've just been now associated as a Roosters fan. So if Uncle Nick wants to reach out and send us a bit of Bicky, I'm definitely a Roosters fan all of a sudden. Cop that on the chin. Yeah. A bit like Kramer when he gets the ass man license plates in uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> Good yes, man. You are the Rooster man. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll wear it. I think it's funny anyway. Yeah, when, when we did that um, – that CBA ad the other day, Kemi's like, so what we'll do is we'll have you as like a recruitment guy for the Roosters. And I was like, fucking mad. <laughs> Great. This couldn't have worked out better. So, yeah, all fun and games. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, the Rooster side this year, obviously it's a pretty easy side that seems to come together pretty well. Yeah. Um, there were a few headaches for Robbo that have kind of been solved, unfortunately, with Dom Young going down injured on yep. the weekend, which was sad to see. Obviously, He's obviously missing out on a big opportunity to play in Vegas on the biggest stage, but – um, yeah, it solves it solves a big puzzle for Robbo there with what to do with Suwali'i and Smith. That's been a big talking point in the off-season for the Chookies. Yeah, I started the sh- – shout-out to Dom Young too. We wish him all the very best. Yeah. I'm sure he would have had an awful time in Las Vegas anyway. <laughs> Probably would have struggled with girls and whatnot. Um, I think that – yeah, I started the season thinking Suwali'i left centre, uh, but the closer it got, the more I just started. And as soon as Billy Smith re-signed the other day, I thought, no. Nah, I think Billy Smith will win this. So, mm. so happy to see him there. I think Dom Young will be a fantastic signing. I'll tell you what was stood out to me from the weekend. What about when Clayton Fualalo, I think mm. his name was, when he picked up that loose ball and he started running and Dom Young came from the other corner post, yeah. running down by the 20-meter line. And you know what? Kempi made a really good point yesterday. Have, have you listened to Bloke yet? Oh, I've listened to segments. The segments. Yeah. He made a really good point yesterday. Oh, yeah, you, you, you probably didn't have a spare four hours in the last eight. Um, he made a really good point that I went back and watched it. If you watch that play, Dom Young gets on his bike and takes off. Mm. Sue Lee just jogs the entire way. Yeah. And Kempi said yesterday, he's like, fuck, if I was Trent Robinson, that would make my decision straight away because yeah. you know who else would chase like that? Billy, Billy Smith, Smith, yeah. Without a doubt. What's interesting, I like watched some highlights in the last few days, obviously going over the Roosters last year, and I sort of noticed that a little bit with, with Suvaliti in yeah. terms of some of those effort plays. And and I think that was a big thing for the Roosters last year when that through that period where they didn't do very well, that willingness and that effort just dropped off for the Roosters and yep. it, it seemed to really permeate through the side quite easily. So, Which was bizarre though because when you got to finals, mm. you were the grittiest team out there. Yeah. Like you had to play eight weeks of finals footy yep. and you got beat by – a crossfield kick. Yeah. It was just an aerial. Yeah. So bizarre. Mate, if you can come into this season with that sort of grit, which I'll be honest, I didn't really see the other day. Mm. Um, yeah, you're such an interesting side. Yeah, absolutely. And just segueing back to last year, like what did you see from the Chooks that fell off? Like there was one point, I think around six, we were in the top four. We were mm. four from five, three from four. We went into a bye looking really good. Um, and then we just sort of dropped off. You know, I, I saw – a real clunky side that was just trying to overplay their hand a little bit. I think Robbo can outthink the room sometimes in our attacking structures. What did you see? Yeah, it's interesting. I agree with you. I think that Robbo is outthinking the room sometimes and I think that Teddy in particular copped a lot. Yeah. 
But I do think that Teddy was overplaying his hand mm. a little bit last year. Actually, you know what? I actually think Teddy was almost underplaying his hand. I think that he became – I think that as Teddy's getting older, he's got to adapt his game a little bit. And, you know, we talk about him adding a lot more ball playing and I thought you saw a bit of that on the weekend, mm. which was good to see. Yeah. The other thing with Teddy, like a, a lot of people bag him and whatnot, but – and I think he has to change his game this year, but it's not like ball playing hasn't been part of his game previously. Like, mate, it used to be absolute money every weekend. Mm. Teddy cut out ball to two yep. and he'd score every single week. Like, he, he's he's capable of doing it. I just think the last few years he just fell into this trap of just high-volume footy, yep. which when you're at your peak is good as gold. But as he's getting older, I think he just needs to adapt his game. And that's what gives me confidence that Teddy can bounce back. You almost want Teddy to do less yep. in a weird way. And I... I think he will bounce back this year. As far as what happened to the Roosters last season, I I can't put my finger on it, mate. I don't understand why you start so slow. Mm. I mean, it's happened three years in a row yeah. now. Like it's, it's not like it's a huge shock coming your way. Um, you've got halves that have now played together for three or four years. I know there was injuries and whatnot in the mix, but they're not strangers. Mm. Like, yeah, you, you've obviously got a new hooker that's joined who, who I think is developing very, very quickly. Um, I I can't actually put my finger on what on earth occurred last year. You had the Angus Crichton stuff in the preseason that, sure, threw a spanner in the works, but not like you were short on back rowers. Yeah. Like you're the only team in the world that could not pick Angus Crichton and it doesn't seem to impact you. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, I really I, – I just hope for rugby league, like it would be an absolute travesty if in 10 years' time we look back and the Roosters during this period with the great squad they've got didn't fire a shot. Yeah. It would be fucking awful. Like you look at teams that I genuinely think can compete with Penrith. Why the Roosters aren't one of those sides, I have no idea. Mm. No idea at all. And I, I think it's a really you, – you mentioned Trent Robinson there, mate. I think it's a really, really big couple of years for him because if you're going to be harsh, the reality is 2013 when you won that comp, James Maloney came into the side, Sonny Bill Williams came into the side – um, you know, had some good years outside of that. Then you won the back-to-back comps when Cooper Cronk arrived. I wonder if Robbo's legacy starts to be questioned soon. Yeah, because you guys question. are now underachieved five years in a row. Yeah, absolutely. Realistically, um, and you know, five years ago, I would have told you Trent Robinson was the best coach in rugby league. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> I always laugh. The Hello Sport boys always joke that Robbo's a great coach if he's got an immortal. <laughs> uh, that's their running joke. And, yeah. But, you know, the longer – like, if it happens again this year with the squad you've got – Yeah, questions Questions have to be asked. Yeah. For sure. So I, I think Robbo's under a little bit of pressure. Absolutely. And you throw Boy Corder and Jake Friend into the mix there. Like, the Roosters' defence, particularly in the middle, has been really soft the last few years and that really dropped off from that sort of 2020 onwards when we yeah. did lose Friendy and Cordner. So – and you think next season, do we assume JWH will be his last year? Yeah, I would assume so, absolutely. Yeah, I, I almost assumed last year was going to be, to be honest. So surely yeah. this year, like that's going to be a big changing of the guard as mm. well. Um, this Terrell May, where he lands and how that works. I, do you get the feeling like you're getting ready to bring Taylor May to the club as well? I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Like if we've just lost Suali'i and Joey Manu's going out the door as well, like we've got a big chunk of change there, I think it makes a lot of sense to, yeah. to get him into the side. Fuck, they're interesting boys. It's just a lot of noise around them. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they're so fucking talented though. Yeah. That's Terrell May. He, he could be the best front row forward in rugby Absolutely. league. Not named Payne Haas by the <laughs> end of this season. He's unbelievable. Yeah, interesting times for the Chooks, mate. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously Teddy will be the fullback yep. for the Chookies this year. 
Um, <clears throat> I liked what I saw from him on the weekend. I thought there was a little bit more of a spring in his step, that agility, you know, his ability to step and, and not lose too much pace with his footwork. Looked back. There was a play with him um, through the middle that, you know, going back to that 2018, 2019 where Tedesco, Kiri and, and Radley connected through the middle. Yep. That's the sort of stuff I want to see, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot more from the Roosters this year playing through the middle and just um, complicating it a little bit less. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, one name you mentioned there was Luke Kiri, mate. I, I'm i not sure if anyone has escaped more criticism yeah. over the last half a decade. Uh, it's all been heaped on Sam Walker. It's all mm. been heaped on Victor Radley. I I think that since Cooper Cronk left, like Luke Kiri, like oh, I remember going into season 2020 going, he's my favourite for the Dalian medal. He hasn't fired a shot nah. since. I know he's had concussions. I know he's had things go his way, but – I don't. I've. <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever seen the Roosters stand by a ball player this long. Yeah. That isn't actually delivering. Yeah, I agree. And I, I was listening to your podcast like midway through last year when mm. you raised that point, and I was like, "Thank you, finally, someone's yeah. talking about it." Um, he escaped a lot of criticism. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think Walker was a bit of a scapegoat last year. Yep. We saw Manu jump in the halves. We saw Hutcho jump in the halves. He did a fantastic job as well. But you know. Walker was not the issue at all and he was a bit unlucky, but it probably helped him because I think he came back a much better player. And that was the thing. I sat there last year and went, wow, Hutcho's turned this team around. Mm. Wow, now Walker's turned this team around. <laughs> Kiri's the three-time premiership winning halfback. Uh, it's it's a bizarre little situation. I, I think that if – and you know what, mate? I fucking love this Sandon Smith. Yeah, I'm a huge fan too. Bro, I, I, value-wise, the money you're spending – you would get so much more out of Sandon Smith at halfback, I think, Absolutely. or 5'8", wherever, wherever you want to play Kiri or whatever. But, yeah, big year for Kiri. I think he needs to really stand and deliver this season or, you know, the Roosters, my favourite saying, Roosters premierships business, not friends business. Five years out of the premierships business is a long time for the Chooks. You're probably heading on six years now, aren't you? Yeah, Five absolutely. years, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Luke Kiri is under a little bit of pressure there. Yeah, and I actually saw Sandon Smith, Cooper Conk and Sam Walker at the beach together about six weeks ago and I was like, oh, hello, what's this about? This is interesting. Yeah, I thought, oh, here's the halves pairing for next year. So I was a little bit kind of surprised when I saw that Kiri had extended next year. So, Mate, if Sandon Smith plays Cup this year, he's going to absolutely terrorise those fuckers. <laughs> I'm, I I reckon he's such a good player. I didn't know who he was 12 months ago, but I absolutely love him. Yeah. He, he genuinely could be your best seven, six or nine. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, if well, he was to jump in at fullback and be mad, I'd be like, yeah, of course, that makes sense. Yeah. He's just a gun. Yeah, well, he played fullback in that Sharkies game for a period there, didn't yep. he? Yep, and did well. So, yeah, yeah it, it just – it sucks for him that you've got Connor Watson. Yep. Um, who you would have to assume has got the 14 locked yeah. up. Yep. Uh, but, fuck, Sandon Smith is such a good player to have on your side. I, like, I can't – like, if I'm the Dragons – Yeah, throw the – Blank check. <laughs> Help. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, there's Raiders, a lot of sides that could yeah. do worse than throwing 500 grand at Sandon Smith for 100%, sure. 100%, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Teddy locked in at fullback on the left wing. Obviously, Tupo saw some good signs from Tupo last year. He doesn't seem to be aging too badly at all, aging like a fine red wine. Yeah, like one of the finest red wines. Uh, I think Tupo's in for a big season. Yeah. I think last year he wasn't helped by, you know, the periods of time where um, Suwalee was inside him. Oh, glue hands. Um, but I'm keen to see him with Billy Smith. I really think they can build something over the, this season. Yeah, I agree. And I think that combination with Suwali'i, they weren't communicating very well in defence as well, yep. which didn't help. Probably made Tupo look bad in some situations where he had to jam in and 
they were both grasping at thin air at times. So it's going to be good to hopefully see Smith and him build a combination there. I sat here probably eight weeks ago now, Kat, with Matty the Waterboy, talking about the Roosters, and he said, I don't know if I'd pick Daniel Tupin on my side. I just sat there and went, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? And then we, he said it on Bloke the other day, and all the comments were like, I agree, I agree. And I was just sitting there going, you guys fucking for real? <laughs> I was so glad to see him come out in a trial the other day yeah. and just remind people. Premier winger for a decade. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, absolutely. Great player. Yeah, he's fantastic. So Billy Smith will play left centre. Obviously, like we said, unfortunate for Dom Young with that injury. Solves an issue there for Robbo, though. We've talked a little bit about him in the in the pre before the show. Yep. I'm a huge fan. I love his physicality. You're a big fan too. Love everything we see with Billy Smith. Yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, for, for all the stick you get about local juniors and whatnot, mm. Billy Smith genuinely yeah. a local junior. Uh, so that's a good giggle. Yeah, I love Billy Smith. He's had just about the worst injury run he could. He's got every reason to have already thrown in the towel and he's still hanging in there. Yeah. So shout out to him. Absolutely. Did, did I say that he rated 100 in the top 100? Bullshit. On, Mr. Irrelevant. Absolutely crap. <laughs> uh, I, mate, there is not 99 better looking blokes than Billy Smith in the NRL. Yeah, if he's in Jacob Elordi 2.0. <laughs> everyone everyone loves Saltburn. Jeez, he should I be was, higher. I was beside myself seeing that. Yeah, interesting. Wild, yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll have uh, Billy Smith at left centre, right centre, Joey Manu. Obviously all the talk in the preseason and the last few weeks about him leaving the club at the end of the year. Um, feels like he's been around forever, but fuck, it's uh, – He's only 26, 27 years old. It's crazy. I've got a hot take for you. Yeah. Throw it I reckon me. you've made the right decision. Yeah. I think he's fallen off a little bit in the last year or two. I think that um, – I, th- I think he's I think he's a very good player, Joey Manu, but I think that in order for you to keep him moving forward, you're going to have to compete with clubs that want to pay him fullback money. For me, I do not think he's a fullback. There is not a hope in hell I would pay him fullback money to play fullback in my team. Um, and I think that – the older Joey gets, because he doesn't really pass the ball, he is somewhat one-dimensional. When he's young and athletic like he is, has been the last few years, it's sensational. But starting to get a lot of like niggling hamstring injuries and all this sort of stuff, I I don't mind a few guys that you've moved off him. Mm. I, I think it's a decent play. I, I know he's probably been one of your favourites for quite some time. Where do you sit on it? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's an interesting take. Like, obviously, love Manu. He makes big plays. He's, he's very versatile. Yep. Didn't like him at 5'8 last year. I, I, th- I thought it might work, but I really didn't like it. Once yep. we actually got to see him jump in at 5'8 there, when you sort of say it, yeah, he is a bit one-dimensional, loves to hold the ball, can be a bit glue-handy like Sawaliti, like you said. Yep. I just wonder, if, you know, is he a victim of all this movement around? He's been at fullback, he jumps in. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Has he been promised his fullback spot? Um, yeah. yeah. I, I certainly kind of can understand where you're coming from. And I think that's a really good point. I think he has been a victim of his versatility. Yeah. Um, I personally, like, I don't love him at fullback just because he doesn't have the ball playing in him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's all good and well when you run for 400 metres and that, that's that's very impressive. It's great. But yep. if you're running for 400 metres, that tells me you're very one-dimensional though. Yeah. Um, and as you get older, I just think he needs to adapt his game a little bit. Um, the five eight stuff I never really liked; didn't make sense. But once again, I think it just came down to the Roosters. They were throwing shit at the wall to see what it stick. Yeah. So I, I do feel sorry for Manu in that regard, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes over to Union for a year or two, comes back, maybe somewhere else, maybe at the Roosters. I, yeah. I don't know, uh, and has a real resurgence at the back end of his career. But I think that. The last year or two has been far from Joey Manu's best. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. And I, I don't buy that shit about him not coming back. 
if, mm. if that's a failed experiment, he'll be back in a heartbeat. I yeah, think. I, I think. <laughs> I think the grass always looks greener, but I think uh, he'll be back very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Just a, a quick little segue with uh, Teddy probably getting to the latter end of his career and Suwali and Manu going. If if there was a fullback out there right now getting around that the Roosters would assign, gun to your head, who, who would you sign? Um, I would be looking at Buller probably. Yep, okay. Uh, he feels like the guy to me. Um, it's a good question actually. I hadn't really thought about it. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think Buller would be right up there. There's obviously some very talented boys up there on the Gold Coast. Mm. Um, I know he's a little bit different to other fullbacks you've had previously, but fuck, if you could drag AJ Brimson away. Yeah. Not playing fullback. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah. Um, plenty of options there. There's, there's always been links to Zach Lomax as well. Yeah. I, I still want to see him at fullback before I buy into it, but uh, you'll never be short of options. I mean, there's a former Roosters fullback playing left centre for the Warriors at the moment that <laughs> I would love to see back. That'd yeah. be unreal, but you, you'll find someone, mate, and that's if you don't already have who you want in your system. There's about eight fullbacks coming through the Newcastle Knights at the moment that are looking great. So, yeah, I... It'll be really interesting. If the Roosters don't sign Taylor May, you just feel like they must have something planned here. Yeah, there time. must be something big coming, mm-hmm. I reckon. Very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And the fullback stocks in the NRL at the moment are unbelievable. So you, you kind of, with the checkbook we've got and Uncle Nick, you can kind of take your pick, right? <laughs> don't know what you're talking about, Tom. <laughs> um, obviously on the right wing, we talked about Joseph Suoliti going to Rugby Union next year. There was a part of me that was kind of just edging towards you've re-signed Billy Smith. You've got Dom Young. Maybe you just make a hard decision, which Robbo's not scared to do. I thought um, the closer we got to the season, maybe Suwali'i might not get picked, but doesn't have to make that call just yet. But he'll play on the right wing. I think he's just a much better winger than a centre, personally. I didn't like a lot of what he did at centre last year. And I know it was only his first year and he's very young, but Mm. um, I just love what he does on the wing, takes the tough carries. I was um I was very high on last year in playing centre. I thought he did really well there. He didn't. Mm. Um, got that completely wrong. And you know what? If he was going to be there for the next three years, I'd actually be willing to give him time at centre. Yep. But he's not. Billy is. So it just makes sense. I think that when Dom Young does return, I think Suwali drops out of the side. I mean, mate, you've got enough uh, like a good enough forward pack that you could even carry him on the bench if you wanted to. I don't think Robbo will, but you could if you wanted to. Yep. Uh, but I think he plays reserve grade. Yeah. yeah which is insane, <laughs> but so be it. How good's reserve grade going to be? Like, you look at oh, Sultan, the Warriors, even the Bulldogs. Imagine the being Roosters. a fucking tradie showing up. <laughs> it's a fucking footy on Saturday afternoon. I'm going to mark Sue Lee. Oh, yeah. Outrageous. The marquee player of the Wallabies next World Cup. <laughs> Just did a 40 hour week. Yeah. It'd be insane. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting. Moving into the halves, you know, we've talked a little bit about Kiri, Sam Walker. Kiri will play at six. Um, does, do the seven and six numbers even matter with these guys? Like, no. What do you think about that? Not even in the slightest, yep. I don't think. I think you're better off giving Walker the seven yep. to take some pressure off Kiri, I think. But it's insane that we're saying that when one's a 21-year-old, yep. one's a 30-year-old three-time premiership winner. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would give Sam Walker the keys. I would just allow him to play his footy. Um, but, yeah, I don't think the seven and the six overly matters with those two. Yeah, and I definitely agree on that point with giving Walker the keys. I did some content around the, the guy for each team and Walker was the guy I highlighted. I really loved what he did when he came back into the side last year. I loved yep. the eyes up footy he plays. I thought his kicking game developed a lot. Um, it did, Just looking yep. at his stats, I think he doubled 
the distance he kicked last year from the previous two years. Yep. And I think he came back with a lot more strength in his kicking game at points throughout his career. I've seen him kick and I've seen blokes in under 15s that kick the ball a bit longer. Oh, so, sure, sorry, yeah. Sammy, not having a shot, but probably a fair point. <laughs> no, it's a fair um, point and you have it looked like that's why that's why Hutcho always got a gig because anyone yeah. that could kick a ball. Yeah. Realistically, like Teddy can't, Kiri and um, Walker don't have the longest kicking game. No. So it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And I was listening to the bloke podcast on the way and you guys were talking about the importance of kicking games from that thing yesterday. Yeah. And, and obviously Penrith got Cleary, Broncos got Reynolds, just yeah. two wizards with their kicking game. Even Cherry Evans in a side mainly that's not always done fantastically well the last few years, but we've seen how important that kicking game is. I think it's one area the Roosters have really lacked. Yep. Um, they're always very too quick to go to these hoiking a bomb up, no competitive kicks or their long kicks aren't necessarily great. So I think it's one area that they hopefully have worked on and yep. they really need to improve. And you mentioned then, you know, you put your Clearies and your Reynolds, these sort of guys – on a higher pedestal because they're mm. in a better team. DCE is a really good point. Mm. Not in a great team, but you put him in a good team like Queensland, he kicks us to death. Yeah. <laughs> kicks the living shit out of us year <laughs> in, year out. Yeah, it's infuriating. Tell me about it. So obviously, yeah, Walker and Kiri, love the signs from Walker. W- what are the things from Kiri that he does well that you want to see more consistently this year? Oh, mate, I just – the things that I used to love about Kiri, I, I haven't seen it in years. Like he used to he used to be like Michael Morgan. He'd take mm. the fucking light on. He'd go 100 miles an hour. And I think, I think the concussions have had a big impact on him. I think he is pretty rattled there. Um, like I the, – the guy that like – that Jai Gray the other day, like he kind of reminds me of what Kiri used to be when yeah, he was playing for South. Uh, but you just don't see that from Kiri anymore. Um, mate, I – I even find it hard to describe what sort of a footballer Kiri is at the moment because mm. he really hasn't – I don't know. We just haven't seen good Kiri football in a while yep. for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what to expect from him, to be honest with you. Mm. I was just looking over some of the form from last year. It's, you know, it's interesting you say you don't even know how to describe him these days. Yep. There was a game against Manly where, you know, he had that trademark Kiri where he double pump, went into the line, squared the defence up, threw someone through a gap – and then two minutes later, he throws a cutout and and then he just went missing in the last 20 and we lost to Manly in a game we really needed to win. Yep. So there was just moments like that last year where he just kind of was very hot and cold throughout the game and he just didn't get that consistent Kiri, like you said, that's that kind of energizer bunny player. How would you describe Kiri? What's what, what's Kiri when he's, at, when he's at his best in 2024? Oh, I look at that, even the 2014 grand final, I know that was like him as a in his rookie days, but he was just electric. You know, yep. he was probably arguably one of the Clive Churchill winners. Um, when he won in 2018, took the team on, threw fantastic balls, was running, a lot of energy, a lot of high energy. Um, and last year I think he was just looked a bit, a little bit lost and yep. in that system I think where it was just all a bit too overcomplicated. So, I, I, I genuinely think right now if you were to go blank resume, take everything away they've done in the games, I think – I genuinely think Sandon Smith is almost more suited to this day. Yeah, I agree. Than what Luke Keary is. Yeah. But Keary's got the runs on the boards and he's got the opportunity to show what he can do. But, yeah, if he doesn't produce it this year, mm. as we said before, serious conversations there. Serious conversations. They've just extended him. So, you know, do they have to go back to some of those brutal calls, I suppose? We'll, we'll and you know out. what? Luke Keary also is one of those guys that, even if he's not playing his absolute best footy, There'd be a lot of clubs out there. Oh, absolutely. That'd throw the kitchen sink at him. Yeah, Canberra yeah. could use it. Experienced half. 100% they could. There, yeah. So moving away from the halves into the front row, we were just talking before. I believe Hargraves is out from that round one game. Could be wrong, but, you know, what do you do there? You've obviously got Spencer Lenu, 
who they've signed as an impact player. He mm. does so well off the bench. Do you start him or you've got Lindsay Collins? Maybe they look at a Nafahu White who played really well on the weekend. What would be your starting front row? Um, I'll say first of all, Spencer Lenu, I'm using him off the bench. Yep. I think he's the best bench player in rugby league. Um, you have a look at even Ivan Cleary last year when he had his middle forwards out. It's the one guy who never moved. Mm. Um, and, you know, the year before that, that was Scott Sorensen and he moved him to the edge in a heartbeat this yeah. year. Spencer Lenu, he was playing everyone in the front row before he was playing him. So I think there's something in that. I'd keep Spencer coming off the bench. I'd obviously start Lindsay Collins. I think he's one of the premier front row forwards in our game. Uh, the other spots, yeah, I reckon White might be a little sniff. Who, yeah. who are your other front row forwards? I just got, forgot, yeah, Terrell May, who's obviously the other one. But I think he's fuck, so I like him off the bench, bench too. Yeah. I, I, it's wild that you can have a team where I think your bench middle forwards have more impact than yep. your starters. Um, yeah, I, I would like to keep Terrell May and Spencer Lenu coming off the pine. So I'd probably – I'd be happy to give White a shot. You could even chuck – like if you wanted to, you could even chuck an Angus there. Yeah. Do a job for you realistically. Um, Satilli could do a job there yep. as well. So um, any any of those combinations, maybe without Jared, maybe you do starter – Terrell May, maybe. Oh, I just think, especially in Vegas, I think they're going to be tight games. Yep. I want a lot of impact coming off the bench. Absolutely. I think you can sort of – I think you can get away with starting a smaller middle forward at the start of that game and then have big impact through the middle. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be interesting to see what the Broncos put out as well because they've obviously yep. got um, Kobe Hetherington that might be jumping in the front row. You've obviously got Willison. Then you've got Fletcher Baker, a few options there. Uh, Corey Jensen, sorry, I missed him too. So. Yeah. There's going to be some interesting parts throughout that game where maybe you'll have some inexperienced players and you might have these kind of uh, interchange impact players for the Roosters where they could really dominate the middle. So it's going to be a fascinating battle to see. It is going to be a very interesting game, that one, because, fuck, the middles are just going to get through so much work, (laughs) so much work. Nat Butch is going to make 85 tackles in (laughs) Vegas. He's going to be exhausted. Can't wait. Um, Brandon Smith will be the hooker. Yep. What did you see from him last year that you liked or you didn't like? Uh, I've always said I don't like Brandon Smith as a nine. I've always been pretty vocal about it. Mm. Uh, I met Brandon Smith at the end of last year. As he approached me, I wasn't sure if he was going to hug me or punch my head in. <laughs> Hugged me, thank God. Um, that was terrifying. Uh, but, mate, I, I've got to fall on my sword here. I mm. thought towards the back end of the season he was tremendous as yep. a nine. He started to do things that I didn't think he was capable of. My argument when he won the Dalian medal was the Dalian hooker of the year was that Brandon Smith was the best hooker in rugby league 10 metres out. Yeah. The other 90 metres fucking miss me. <laughs> um, and I, I think you could see that in Jerome Hughes and Cam Munster, how frustrated they constantly were with him. Yeah. But, mate, I think he's come on so far. I think he's, he's come on an absolute heat, Brandon Smith. So uh, I thought his past selection towards the back end of last year improved out of sight. Uh, and just, you know, Cheese is – he's such a unique little bastard. Like he's just <laughs> such an odd little character. Uh, and he, he's got a bit of hothead to him, which you never want to change. And that's I, – I just never trusted his decision-making, especially when he gets tired and he gets late in games. But I thought last year – I thought he matured a lot as time went on at the Roosters. So I, I hated the idea of him playing nine at the start of last season. I'm really excited about him this year. Yeah, he's no, going to go well. I agree. I thought the, some of the signs are really good towards the yeah. latter part of last year. You know, he does – he improved his ability to throw these kind of balls that you see your Harry Grant or your Damien Cooks where they can cut out a man and just create that overlap yeah. really quickly for the halves. It was one game last year against the Dragons, um, that Anzac Day game where he threw a beautiful – Baseball across and sort of that real Roosters play and, and Egan Butcher made a great break and 
I think Victor Ortiz came through, but that's yeah. the sort of stuff that I want to see a bit more from. Yeah, and I, I think that you know, I think you know, there's a lot of chat around in rugby league now. The 80 minute hooker, I, I just think Cheese. He is like, if I was coaching the Roosters, I'd have Cheese on for the first 50 minutes. Yep. Um, then I'd bring Connor on, let mm. him play nine for the rest of the game, and then I'd be happy to bring Cheese on. And if it's a close game in the last 10 minutes as a middle, yep. mate, I, I think he's one of the best momentum guys in rugby league. Yeah, like, agree. The Wombat, he just can't be stopped. <laughs> um, yeah, he's such a good player to have in your side. Yeah, absolutely. Cheese. Um, moving into the back row, we spoke a little bit pre-show about that. A yeah. bit of confusion going from the trials. I never know how much to read into it. I would have thought CY Wong was a shoe-in on that right edge based on what we saw from him towards the back end of last year. What are your thoughts there? Well, if Trent Robinson rings me, I guarantee you CY Wong will be on the edge. <laughs> um, but I'm not convinced he will be. I think you've got uh, the Southeastern Seagull and that butcher on the right. Yep. Um, left, I have no idea. Their trial on the weekend, they started butcher on the right, Satilli on the left. Satilli moved in the middle. Angus went to left. Nat had a spell and Wong played right. I've got no idea what to read into that. I think Satili plays in the middle. I think that's where he's better off. So yeah. I'm not sure where Wong fits into this. Um, the crazy thing is that, like, you know, I, I'm always picking Wong on the left edge. I love him. But then I sat there the weekend and went, ah, oh, Angus Crichton, Australian back rower a couple of years ago. <laughs> Maybe he's handy. Yeah. If, if Angus is playing his best, I think you have to go Angus over Wong. But I, I also feel like Wong has more upside. I think the other thing about Angus and Satili is that they are more effective as middles than I think Wong will be. So I would go with Wong, but I'm not convinced that's the direction Robbo's going to go in to start the season. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I feel like I'm hoping uh, if I was picking the side, I'd go CY on the right. I just get a feeling he's going to pick Nat Butcher on the left because he played a lot of time there last year, solid defender, a um, bit of a good bodyguard for, for Kiri on the left there. But um, I, th- I think you might have spoken about him I don't know if the safe was the word you used or yeah. the correct term, but you know whether you look at someone else there on the left. I yeah, I, mate. I I just sort of assumed Siwar would be on the right, but I just I don't understand why you would do the opposite of all that in that yeah. trial the other day. It just mm. doesn't make sense, especially when they pretty much went full strength. So, um, oh, I don't know. Maybe Robbo's trying to fucking surprise. <laughs> Brisbane over there, I've got no idea what's going on. But, uh, yeah, I would go with Siwa uh, and I'd go with Nat Butcher. Yeah, I agree. Locke, Victor Radley. Um, I love Victor. Chloe Crox Jr. um, One of the rare roosters, absolute juniors, getting through the ranks. But um, I thought Victor got a little bit lost and overplayed his hand last year at times with his ball playing. What I loved from him towards the back end of the season was where he just ran the ball more and had that footwork at the line and, you know, his post-contact metres um, really shone through for me. So that was something I really loved seeing from Victor Radley last year. You're a big fan of Victor? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Last few years has been tough to watch with Victor, mm. I'm not going to lie. Um, sometimes I think Victor can be his own worst enemy. Yeah. I think Victor just needs to get out of Victor's way sometimes. Um, I think, and it's something I've spoken about a little bit on Bloke and Bar, I think Victor Radley has really struggled with – how do I word this? I think Victor's really struggled with the way that Sam Walker plays his footy. I think when you had a guy like Cooper Cronk who was very structured and everything was set, I think that's when Victor Radley did his best work. I think with Sam Walker, they play off the cuff a little bit. And I think a bit a lot of that comes down to coaching from Robbo as well. I think Victor's just struggled to find his place in this side over the last few years. Um, and, you know, he's also had a few hiccups and whatnot yep. that he's done himself no favours. And you know what, I... 
I look at a guy like Victor and I love guys like him that he puts the big shots on and everything, but the reality is the game's changed. You have to change with it. Yeah. You can't sit there and say, oh, I would have got away with that 10 years ago. Sweet. You can't get away with it now. You know the fucking rules. You have to adapt. Um, so – and I still think Victor can. I, I would have said to you, Tommy, three years ago, Victor Radley will be at the Roosters for 10 years and he'll be the next captain. Mm. Um, I think the next two years will be interesting for Victor. I don't feel as confident about that. I still think he will be there for his whole career. Um, but I don't think it's as set in stone at the moment. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting. I've heard that a lot from you on the Bloke mm. in a Bar podcast. Yeah, I would have thought that Victor would be buried in a Roosters jersey. Um, just one of those real stoic players for the Roosters coming through the juniors, loves the eastern suburbs, Bronny boy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would be a bit shocked if he did leave the club. Mm. This year's obviously a huge season for him. You know, if we go back to like 2020, there was a game where we flogged Brisbane around that COVID time. Victor was amazing. I think he scored two and set two up. Like, yep. it was like, this bloke's the best lock in the game. Without question, then he did his ACL. And and since then, like you said, it's been very up and down for him. So this year's going to be a big year for him. I just want to see him run the ball a lot more, to be honest. Yeah, I think yeah. Oh, I think you almost lean into that just tough prick yeah. <laughs> in attack anyway. I'd love to see that. And I don't think Victor needs to play enormous minutes either with the mm. squad you've got playing for 50-odd minutes. And and I think that that's enough from Victor. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I really that. hope he does bounce back. Because you're right, mate. I, I was sitting there at the end. Of, and for, for me, everyone always says about 2018, oh, your season changed when Teddy and Cronk clicked. Bullshit. Your season changed when you moved Isaac Leo out of 13. Yeah. And you moved Radley in there. It all turned around. And I think the greatest compliment to Victor Radley, and if you don't think Victor Radley is a good footballer, listen to the way Cooper Cronk talks about him. That says it all to me. Cooper Cronk knows how much of a talented player he is. I, I sometimes think Victor doesn't realise how much knowledge he's got because he's a knockabout sort of guy. Um, so I, I just I just hope that he can just keep it together for the next few years because I think I think Victor's a guy that's going to age really well. I think that the stuff that he's got naturally, you can't coach it and you can't teach it to guys. You've either got it or you don't, the footy IQ he's got. And I just – It'll be interesting. I, I I think he had a kid a few weeks ago. Yeah. Victor. They're calling him Victor Dadley, which is unreal. <laughs> um, I'm sort of hoping that levels him out a little bit. It always seems to be a thing when these players have kids. You see For sure. Cricket, like in most sports, yeah. really. I know it helps Mini, out. Mini won a comp when he had a kid. And, yeah. Um, Teddy's had some success. and So it's an interesting thing. So, yeah, thing. I, I'm interested to see how that, how that impacts him. I yeah. think it'll be good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Moving to the bench, Connor Watson looks like you've got that 14. We've talked – Multiple times about Sandon Smith now. I absolutely froth Sandon Smith. Yeah. But I think Robbo will go. Uh, Connor Watson, give him that opportunity first up. Yeah, we were talking about Connor Watson on Bloke yesterday and I was trying to have a very serious conversation about Connor Watson and Sandon Smith and Kempe looks at me deadpan and goes, Connor Watson looks like a hot pirate. <laughs> and it just fucking threw me for six. I just I, I lost it. Uh, but, yeah, I think Connor Watson is locked into that spot. I think – um, I, I think Connor was always going to be that 14. I think that what he's done in the past and whatnot, I think Robo was always going to give him that opportunity, which is harsh on yeah. Sandon. Um, but his time will come. So, yeah, Watson in the 14, yeah. great player to have. Yeah, and I suppose it comes back to like what do you want from your player too. Obviously Watson probably better at the hooker role, has a bit of versatility through the forward pack, whereas Sandon Smith's a better half, yep. ball-playing type player, can jump at fullback. So that might come into question as the year goes on, I suppose. We met uh, we met Connor Watson last year, the end of last year. He was at the Hello Sport party with us. Came up and introduced himself, really nice guy. And he sat with me and Matty the Waterboy for about an hour or so. And, um, and it was a party that he had to wear pink. 
and he was wearing like this kind of pinky, purpley, like I mean, it was almost like a um, you know, in the Simpsons when they join the bowling team, so it was like <laughs> yeah. a bowling shirt, and he was a bit self conscious in it, and he, he must have brought it up ten times, and I was like, "You are the best looking bloke here by a country mile." Please shut the fuck up. I'm so <laughs> sick of hearing this shit from you. Then at one point he went to the bathroom. He goes, I'll be back in a minute. And, you know, me and Maddie sort of went, ah, we probably won't see him again. Fucking came out of the bathroom, walked straight through the crowd, came and sat straight back down with a spoke for another hour. Absolute legend. I've got yeah. all the time in the world for Connor Watson. Very good fella. Yeah, good to hear. I love stories yeah. like that where you get players just, yeah, with ultimate, Genuine ultimate humility and authenticity. Yeah. It's Genuine guy. Yeah. Really good. Um, so 14. So 15, I think we're going to see Terrell May uh, uh, Terrell May or uh, Spencer Lenny. I suppose the number doesn't really matter at all. But I think they'll both be there. Yeah, they'll yeah. both be there on the bench. You're very high on Terrell May. When I was yeah. first looking at this Rooster side, I was thinking Robbo really likes Egan Butcher. Maybe he might get picked. But the more I've continued to reflect and, and look at the highlights from last year, I just don't think you can leave Terrell May out of this side. Yeah, I don't think you possibly can. Um, unless Terrell May was leaving. Yeah. Um, which I know there was, there was a couple of clubs that were very keen on him. I think they've gone a little bit cool on him now, so I think he will stay. Um, doesn't help that Terrell May was on every podcast saying he wanted to leave, yeah. which is a bit bizarre. But anyway, um, I yeah, I, I think he's locked in. I think Spencer Lenu's locked in, which kind of leaves that one more spot that you yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Whoever the loser out of Satili, Wong, Angus. Yep. Maybe one of them misses out. Yeah. Well, I assume Crichton will nab that last spot. If, if we're going off the fact that we've potentially got Siwa Wong starting or Nat Butcher. Yeah. Or that rotates. But I think they're your three guys that will be in the side. So you're, you're potentially looking at a Satili sitting on the sides, Egan Butcher, Nafuhu, Nafahu White when the Roosters are at their best. Then you throw Sand and Smith into that. Junior Power, all these guys in there. There's a lot of crazy depth there for the Roosters. Mate, you're looking at about a half a million dollar 18th man every yeah. week. <laughs> it is unbelievable. And if they aren't successful, something has gone seriously fucking wrong. Yeah, absolutely. It's bizarre. Um, strong side, mate. I'll say it for the fourth year in a row and probably be wrong, but hope not. They're a top four team. Have to be. There's no excuses. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Especially when we finished last year and they're like, they showed us that they can do it. With injuries and with a lot of things going wrong for them, they managed to, like, I know they didn't finish top four, but they were a top four team at the end of the year. Um, there's just no excuses. Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. So top four for the Roosters. Um, who do you see being a, maybe a breakout player or any any CBAs for the Roosters this year? Obviously Wong I'm very high on, um, but I think Terrell May. Has a big year this year. I think he really the only, the only thing I see standing in Terrell May's way is Terrell May him leaving or signing with someone else, which I think then Robbo might look to the future. Uh, but going off trials the other day, mate, I also think Billy Smith's in for a big year. Yeah, if his body can just hold together for six months, I think he's in for a big year. But Terrell May is the one that I think I think we could finish this season and 
Terrell May could be a top five front row forward Absolutely. in rugby league. Before Very we finish, exciting. I just wanted to ask you one question about the CBA. What's the uh, the criteria with the CBAs these days? Do they stay as part of a CBA, CBA alumni as they move forward or do they graduate out of the CBAs? Yeah, no, they'll, uh, <laughs> the way that we're going to do it is there's going to be like a class of each season. So yep. we're going to look back at the class of 2024 and uh, see how they go. And the way that I see it, which I think will be pretty cool, which you're a rugby league nerd like me, so you'll appreciate <laughs> this. You know, when you look back at the old like Twitter Cup team of the years? Yep. That's what I think it'll be like. Yeah, man. You'll have your seven CBAs from that season. Um, I've actually – I need to work out where I'm going to do it. I might actually do it on here, but I want to get like <laughs> – you know, like when you go to high school and you see who was the captain of each year yep. and they write it in that dribbly gold mark. Yeah, I want to do that with the CBAs and have a list for each year of who they are. I think that would be pretty cool. We should actually look into that, Kat. <laughs> I don't know how we get one of those, but we're going to get one. That would be, be fucking hilarious. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks very much for your time, mate. I, I really appreciate you bringing me into the Centre of Excellence. Uh, very privileged to be here, but um, looking forward to a great season and, and more of your content. Thank you very much. No, that's all right, Tommy. Good to have you in, mate. Uh, and make sure if you're on my socials or my podcast, go and follow How Good Sport at Instagram. What's the app? Just, uh, just How Good Sport. How Good Sport just and podcast? Uh, yeah, I've just got a podcast. It's been out for the last few weeks doing some team previews. Um, so if you jump on the Apple and uh, Spotify networks you'll be able to see the podcast on there give us a little rating help are us we out. are we youtubing yet uh not yet this yeah. might be a good place to start and got some things in the pipeline i'm keen to do maybe get out in the streets and have a bit of fun with that so like that. um just get a little bit more money in the kitty and see how we go yeah tell me about it yeah no tommy's been one of my best mates for a long time we've uh yeah, we've done a couple of Melbourne Cups. We've done a few sporting events. They've been <laughs> good fun. Less said about Melbourne Cups, the better. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that were some dark fucking days. Good <laughs> God. Um, but, yes, make sure you go follow How Good Sport, guys. I'm pretending like this is my podcast. It's yours. Take it away. Thanks very much, Doug. Yeah, give us a follow, guys. Um, looking forward to a great season. Thank you very much for tuning in. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 